What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host as always. I'm Daniel Greer, and Ryan is not with us today. So you know what that means? We have a solo! It's a solo show today, and it's our midweek show. Coming off a big 132-121 to Grizz win at home in the FedEx Forum, it was beautiful. Jaw was incredible. The entire team played with energy, played with swagger, and honestly, if if this team is going to play with that type of energy, they're going to be tough to beat because it's you're not going to be able to knock them out very often. They will be knocked out in different games. It's a long NBA season, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But in all honesty, it was a great game. Offensively, defense, eh, it wasn't there. But I do believe that the offense is ahead of the defense right now in the NBA. This season seems to be backwards already. As we've talked about in our best bets, taking the unders is a smart thing to do. Well, not this year and not at all hardly in any games have these games went under. They have been way over, but that probably will change. Let's get in a two, three weeks into the season, a month in. We'll probably see everything come back to normal. But until then, be careful taking the unders if you're betting with me. I will actually hit on some of the best bets that we had. I cashed some pretty, pretty tickets this week. Let's get into the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jarrett Allen, he played well. Reboundingly, he wasn't there. He had four rebounds total. That shouldn't be. But he did go 11 of 11 from the uh, from field goal line and 25 points total. Great game. So he was perfect on the night. I know he was their leading scorer. You say, well, he should have shot more. He's not that type of a player. But he is very good for them. And he was one of the only, well, two of the only people that were in a plus minus and a plus. He was a plus five. Plus minus doesn't actually mean anything. But in this sense, when the rest of your team is a minus and you're a plus, it's not a bad deal. But then we get to Evan Mobley. He was strikingly one of their best players on this team. He played the most minutes, 38 minutes, which was a little crazy to see. But he did have 17 points, nine rebounds, and six assists. Across the board, this guy looks to be potentially the best player in this class. If not, he's going to solidify himself as a top three player in this class, this draft class. He is a rookie. If you don't know him yet, get to know Evan Mobley. Let's go with Sexton right here. And I'm going to compare Sexton and Garland. 17 points, one assist. Let's go to Garland. 13 points, 12 assists. Garland is the facilitator on this team. And as you saw last night when the ball's in his hands, he's trying to get everybody else involved. 
looking at their plus minus, which is kind of important for these two, and I don't want to always hit on plus minus, but on these two, Sexton was a minus 14 and Garland was zero. Plus minus zero. So that's very telling. Sexton shot well from three-point line, two of six. Garland, three of ten. That's a little difference, and that's probably the reason that these guys, Sexton gets more into the lane than Garland. But ten three-pointers from Garland, he didn't make many until late. But overall, I feel like I like Garland on this Cleveland team much better. A couple people off the bench, Seti Osman, he went three of three from deep for 15 points. And Ricky Rubio... The locks, the gorgeous locks of hair that he has now. Wow. 10 assists, 12 points. I think I've fallen in love with Ricky Rubio all over again. Ricky Rubio played very well for this team. Coming off the bench, he's pretty much there. He's going to lead this team in minutes off the bench. Very good veteran backup for them. And I wouldn't doubt if they get off of Sexton at some point, I think this team might be better. I don't believe they need Sexton and Garland running together. I just don't think that's how it's going to work out. What they get back, I don't know. But this team and all, they have a good backup point guard. I don't know if they need two guys, two young, smaller guys running together in the starting unit to be good. But enough about them. Let's get into your Grizzlies. We'll start at the top with Jaron Jackson Jr., 13 points, 6 rebounds. That's a big plus. They were all 6 defensive rebounds, and I'll explain why in a second. But he did have 2 assists. Very good game from him. The only issue I have, he did take three, or he took 8 three-pointers and made 3 of them. So he was 3 of 8 from deep. He only took 4 other shots for 2. So he's making... He, he, he's, he's making... Zero of four from inside the paint, inside the three-point line, but he went three of eight. That's not going to do it for me. He's a seven-footer. He needs to figure out a different way of scoring than just shooting from beyond the arc. That's I, I love the spacing that he offers, but it isn't what I would want in my big man. I want him taking the threes. I would like to be closer to the six to seven, maybe. Eight's okay, no more than eight, unless he's just on fire. But three of eight, it's not a bad night shooting. I'm okay with it. But the four attempts in the paint or inside the arc is not ideal. I know that Steven Adams is in the paint more, but they're not always playing together. A lot of times when Jaw was coming off the court, Jaron was coming back in in those different times when Jaw went off the court. So they're making sure that they overlap and there's always going to be a Ja or Jaron on the court at all times. I like that. But not all the time is Steven Adams on the court with Jaron Jackson Jr. I want Jaron to take a different approach. Is it slashing through the lane? Is it getting on the block and helping yourself develop an actual post game? It's okay to do it sometimes. The reason it's okay is it's confusion. If you watch football, they don't run the same defense over and over and over again. They give you a little bit of flavor. They give you something different, and I need a little bit of difference from Jaron than just throwing it up from beyond the arc. So that's going to get better, 
but I was happy to see the six rebounds and all in all, it, it was a good night. He's still coming back. He's still trying to figure himself out. This team is trying to figure itself out, but that's my only gripe for the most part with the team, but also with Jaron in general, but let's keep moving on. Steven Adams, he had eight points, 14 rebounds and three assists. Where did he get these rebounds? Six offensive rebounds and eight defensive rebounds. Great game from him. A very balanced game out of Steven Adams. He played 32 minutes, which was in line with the other starters. He went four of seven from you know the field, so he had no three-pointers. So what that means is he's only taken seven shots. So the offense does not need to go through him. He's pretty much a guy that you can dish off to weak side in the paint, and that is beautiful. That's what he needs to be. He needs to be a release valve and someone who can come and set screens and be someone who can facilitate a little bit of the offense. Those three assists, very important. That's something that JV did not offer as much is the assist, the beautiful passes. He had a pass to Desmond Bain that was kind of a, a push back you know, to him. It wasn't you know, nothing fancy, but it was, it was beautiful, and it gave his teammates great looks right at the rim. And so I love seeing that, and I love that he is balanced and playing within himself. That is beautiful, and that's really the thing that's going to kind of unlock this team. But let's go with John Morant. 37 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, a good quality game. He did take 29 shots, but he made 17. So take as much as you want. If you're going to make that high a percentage, do what you want, big man. 22 points out of Desmond Bain. Solid night, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. I love the assist numbers. De, uh, DeAnthony Melton, 20 points, four rebounds, three assists. Those two guys pretty much mirrored each other. They both took three, six three-point shots. Melton made four, Bain made two. So realistically, those two guys have mirrored each other in this first game. If we continue to get that same output out of those two, even when Dylan Brooks comes back and one of them has to come off the bench, that's exactly what this team needs. Uh, looking at the uh, the bench unit real quick, Kyle Anderson, he had, uh, important note, seven rebounds. I like that he's coming in and helping facilitate and, and also being a part of the second unit. Four assists in the facilitating. Tyus Jones, five assists. Very good night. Tyus only played 14 minutes. Is that because Ja played 34? Yes. Can they work Tyus in there a little bit more? I, I do think that they should. 14 minutes. Five assists, it's okay. I, I, th- those are great numbers, but it's okay. I want him to get more more minutes. So give me a little bit more Tyus minutes, maybe less John Conchar, less Zaire Williams, but something to note in this. The entire bench unit, with all the minutes they played, they only had one turnover between them. One turnover. That's very important. And that came out of Zaire. He's still young. He's still a rookie, right? But one turnover They're learning how to take care of the ball, but they also know their roles. They're not all playing together all the time. They're intermingling with the offensive, with the starters. So what that means is they're still allowing the starters to continue facilitating the basketball more, taking, you know, and handling the ball more, but also knowing their role of, I want to be a possession player, someone who quick passes to nothing stupid, play within yourself. Very important 
for this team moving forward. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the box score. I've talked a lot about the assist. The assists were great. It wasn't as good as we normally do. What, what that means is, I think what helped with that is Jonas Valanciunas was more of a guy who you could pass off to around the basket, and he would put a lot of dunks back in. Steven Adams doesn't exactly play that way. So that's the difference, I think, in the assist numbers being down compared to previous years. And even in this assist, the uh, Cavs had 38 and the Grizzlies had 28. Okay, That doesn't mean we aren't assisting and moving the ball well. It's just we weren't doing it as much. And if you look at these numbers, John Morant has six. He was averaging eight plus last year. And at some points he was getting up to 10. So those numbers might come back a little, come back a little bit to where he was. But I think at the six to seven number for assist for Ja is actually a good spot. He doesn't have JV who was very good and worked well with him around the basket when people would, you know, know, crash on him when he would come in through the lane. So, he doesn't have those dump offs. Last night, Jaw was taking himself, and because he had 37 points, you're going to see less assists. So, still important that he had those assists. But um, three point percentage the Grizzlies shot 42.4%. They were a, a plus 5.6 above the Cavs. Rebounds plus 17 on the board. Very, very important. This, this team rebounded very well last night, led by their main guy, Steven Adams. Speaking of Steven Adams, the offensive rebounds, plus six offensive rebounds compared to the Cavs, and plus 11 defensive rebounds. Very good rebounding. Steven Adams is going to be a very good offensive rebounder for this team. That's extra possessions. That's why the Grizzlies had seven more shots, shot attempts than the Cavs. Right there, six offensive rebounds, seven attempts. Uh, last few things. Points off turnovers, I would like to see the Grizzlies make sure that when they do have a turnover, they're getting back. Uh, They were minus nine in that. Uh, Not that crazy of a deal, but I want to make sure that they're still learning to get back and get better defensively. That was an issue. Uh, But the points in the paint, another plus, plus 16 for the Grizzlies. So overall, what a good night. A good night out of them. They played well. They played within themselves. They played balanced. 132 points, not something you need to get used to. But if they can continue to keep scoring at this high clip, the defensive numbers won't be there because they don't have to be. The defensive numbers will come back to where they were for the most part. Steven Adams is a much better defender than Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas was not that bad except for when he was out on the perimeter. They still had the drop back defender at the center position with with Adams last night. Same thing JV was doing. So there wasn't much difference in all. I just want to make sure that they are paying more attention to defense, and they will going forward. These two next games are going to be very important for them. They're going on a quick road trip out west, and it's very early in the season. They have matchups against the Clippers Saturday and then Sunday, another matchup there in L.A. with the Lakers. The Lakers got beat by the Golden State Warriors. And the reason they were beat is because of energy and making sure to hit those open three-pointers. 
That's really the only reason Golden State got back into it. They hit very clutch three-pointers, and that is all good. You want to be able to hit your open shots, your open three-pointers. But the energy level from from players that was just crazy, overwhelmingly, like just stuck out on the TV as I was watching. I, I, I don't love this Lakers team, but what they do have is they have old vets. What do old vets do? They want to play within themselves. LeBron played well. AD played well. The others, not so much. But they want to play within themselves. If they, if you can get on them as a young team, energy-wise, and make sure you're playing with up-tempo, with energy, getting to any loose balls, that's how you beat a veteran-laden team, especially this early in the year. I think it will be very important to see these next two games. Tonight, you're going to see the, uh, the Clippers play. We'll get a, a first-hand view of what they look like, uh, and, and I think it'll be very telling as to where do they go now without Kawhi. Teams are very different and when they play in the postseason compared to the regular season without a superstar. Because at that point, people step up. You've played throughout an entire, you know, however many games that you might play. Normally it is the 82-game series um, or, or season. But now... New players, new roles, the, the intensity isn't as there as it normally is because it's not the playoff atmosphere. So some players step up in that uh, situation. But I, I want to see what exactly happens with this Clippers team tonight. Do they depend on Paul George so much? And who exactly steps up? So make sure you get a chance to watch that game and because that, that that's going to be very important and to what the Grizzlies want to attack with them. What are what are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? And so I, I think their main strength will be Paul George because that's very important. I feel good that we have some different defenders that we could throw on him. I, I like a, a Melton that could play against him. Uh, Kyle Anderson would be very good against him. And then we also have, you know, Stephen Adams and Jaron that can kind of fill the paint. So the, keeping them out to be a more perimeter shooting team, I like that. Just making sure that we have, you know, a player such as like Marcus Morris uh, or Markeith. Whatever Morris twin it is. Who cares? It's one of them. One of them's better than the other. Whatever twin it is, make sure that Jaron and even Stephen Adams keep him at bay. It's going to be very important. And on the other side, you're going to have a big guy with the Lakers, whether it's going to be DeAndre Jordan or, you know, maybe they, you know, bring Dwight Howard. You know, he's continuously coming off the bench. Steven Adams, I feel comfortable with either of them that he has to play against, but they do go small. We do have Jaron who can drop down to play the five, but also Jaron has a very important role that night. Foul trouble. He can't get in it. He only had two fouls in this game tonight which is very important and very telling of maybe him learning to play within himself a little bit. He's going to have the matchup of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has always given um, Jaron trouble, whether it be foul trouble or just getting to the basket just whenever he wants to because he's much bigger than Jaron is right now as Jaron's still growing into his body. But I think that that matchup will be very telling as to how Jaron will play defensively in this season. So uh, I hope you're excited. It was a great 
first night, opening night win. The Grizzlies usually go on the road for that. And so they were able to play at home in front of our crowd who was just bonkers. And hearing the MVP, MVP, MVP for our Ja Morant, that was beautiful. Uh, and even gave a quote that he said he almost missed a free throw because he was kind of shook by it so much. So um, he is going to be a Grizzly for a long time. Jaron just got his contract extension. And honestly, I love, love the contract. Love it. It was it was great because I I expected it to get closer to the 150, 150 million for for five years. So it was less than that. It was four years, uh, a little over a hundred. And it was a very good contract. Ja, he's not going to be so friendly, I believe. I, I think this is the season, and I said it before, that Ja heads to get the all-star bid that he should. All right. I went on a little bit long about that, but let me get into a, a few best bets that I had. I hope you were trailing tailing, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it trailing. I call it tailing in general. Uh, and I think the the professionals call it tailing. But I hope you tailed me um, in, in our best bets. And if you're not, and if you're not used to betting, it's okay. I like to do prop bets. Prop bets are picking out different players and uh, maybe what their stats might be. Uh, and, and for example, uh, one that I stayed away from that was big going around Twitter in the gambling Twitter, hashtag gambling Twitter, was Jaron Jackson Jr. over 17 and a half points. That's not exactly how I, I don't feel comfortable with Jaron scoring consistently. He will have big nights. You need to pick and choose. If you're going to follow Jaron, make sure you find out who the matchup is and who he matchups well against. This can be very important for that. But somebody who I always like is Steven Adams. What I played is points, assists, rebounds, all combined. What that's called is PAR, P-A-R, points, assists, rebounds. I like I like playing that with Steven Adams because I think he can do so much. But also, don't be afraid to go after the rebounds with him. And I know that he's going to have a little bit of trouble more with Zubac. Uh, he, he's very energetic, and he gets to a lot of loose rebounds. Um, Steven Adams will be fine with that. And I think Steven will get enough rebounds, uh, but check out that number when it comes out. Uh, as I said earlier, he had 14 rebounds tonight. I believe that he gets over the nine and a half again. His scoring isn't there. I, I talked about him being a double, double guy. His offense isn't going to be as consistent as his rebounding. So if you're going to do a Steven Adams, uh, prop bet, Make sure it's revolving around rebounds. And that could be points assist rebounds, which I do. If he's a 19 and a half, if his number is that, I like going over 19 and a half. I even like getting up to 20 and a half, maybe 21 and a half. 21 and a half is the highest I would go. So that means he needs to have between points assist rebounds, he needs to have 22. And I feel good about that number. And so I had him at minus 19 and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, I had him at 19 and a half, and I went over on that. He easily got that. Another one to watch is Kyle Anderson on his rebounds. They had the over-under on his rebounds at five and a half. Kyle Anderson, especially right now, and even going forward, 
his minutes shouldn't be adjusted too much. But just make sure you're continuously watching his, his minutes because once Dylan Brooks gets back, he did put up 22 minutes tonight. Well, that's going to add in someone else, such as Dylan, who's going to take over the, the, the minutes of Bain and Melton. He's going to probably eat into those two a little bit. And they both had 30 and 31, respectively. So they're playing many more minutes. But when Dylan gets back, I'm curious to see whose minutes get adjusted and why. But Kyle Anderson, 22 minutes. He had seven rebounds. So if he's putting in 20 to 25 minutes a night, I feel good about going uh, about Kyle getting six or more rebounds. So just watch that number. What happens is Kyle won't hit that number at some point. And his, and, his, and his actual over-under number will fall down. So if you're liking Kyle Anderson like I do, make sure you pay attention to his over-under number. If it's 5.5 or lower, always hit Kyle Anderson's um, rebound number. Another, another number to watch, Kyle Anderson on steals. He had two steals. Again, his number over-under 1.5 steals. It was a plus 140, another chance to make money I hit that number again and he had two steals Kyle is always around the 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 ball somehow some way he is around the ball getting steals and so that's another one to watch so the only one we did miss uh, was the over under on the game we had it at uh, under 217 and a half yeah I believe they blew that one way out of the water so uh, so just be careful early in the season, this over-under, especially with this Grizz team, because I think they're going to hit the, the over number, especially going forward. I, I don't believe that uh, the Clippers will, will hurt that too much. I, I don't think they're a very good defensive team, uh, even though they do have you know Reggie Jackson there, who's somewhat good defensively, and Eric Bledsoe, but I don't believe that they will be affected too much by that. I think that number is still going to be over, so... Uh, don't try, don't go after the over unders early. I think that's something you want to stay away from. Uh, also, if you know what a single game parlay is, uh, look at that, uh, because that's a way to drive down these numbers. And if y'all are interested, please let us know. I will give out a single game parlay that I liked. I hit, uh, eight of the nine, uh, different ones last night. The only one I missed, I had the game going under 233 and a half. Obviously, it went over that. But over 233.5 on a consistent basis will not happen. So just pay attention uh, with the single game parlays. You can get your money back. So some people call them one game parlays, single game parlays. They have risk free. So if you put $20 in, $10 in, they'll give you money back up to like 20 or 25 depending on what book you're at. But, uh, but that's all we really have. Um, if you want to hear more of these best bets, and different things that we're going to do. Me and Ryan are going to make sure we keep up with these bets and see how we do throughout the year. Um, I kicked his butt as normal because that's what I do. And uh, he's over there licking his wounds. Um, and so going forward, he's he's probably going to lose to me. So if you just want to listen to me give my best bets and then fade Ryan, that's probably going to work out in your favor. So just make sure you pay attention to that. I'll give you a best bet I have tonight. It is John Collins over 14 and a half points. John Collins for the Atlanta Hawks 
over 14 and a half points. It is minus 115. The guy has been dynamic and he is playing very well. And I think that this, this line is going to move. So as I'm recording, it is it is 14 and a half over under. I'm going over on John Collins' number because against the Dallas Mavericks, I don't think they have enough big guys to play well against him. I think he easily gets to that 15-point mark tonight. So uh, so go hit that uh, and then let me know how we do. And if you're angry at me, I apologize. But, but that's all we have for this week. It's the middle of the week. I'm going to keep giving these to you because I love them and I'll make sure I keep it under 30 minutes for sure. Have a good week. Be nice and tell your friends.